Welcome to Staying at the Table. We are friends and community, part of a church called Cornerstone Christian Fellowship in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Despite our many differences, we aim to stay at the table, which means we don't walk away from each other when we disagree. We believe the best of relationship comes when we are willing to listen to each other, showing love even when we continue to see the world differently. In this episode, we talk about tradition and its role in a centered set church. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast, Staying at the Table. In today's session, we're going to have kind of a winding, exploratory conversation about the roles of tradition in a center set church or even just thinking about your relationship with God. Right. So I want to start with just clarifying that when we talk about traditions or we talk about center set church, at least within Cornerstone Christian Fellowship, we're not talking about you just all of a sudden relinquish and throw away all of your traditions. Your traditions are a part of you. One of the things that was mentioned by Pastor Tracy a little bit earlier is that all we're saying is your traditions are not holy. They're just traditions. They're your understandings. They're something that is a part of the history and lineage of who you are that is helping to create where you are today. So then we want to go from that concept to then how do we balance out what we do and understand our traditions in a way that allows us to be more center set and more focused on our experiences of today and how they could potentially change our traditions, how they could potentially shape us into a new way of doing things because the experiences of the day are no are not the experiences of the past. So that's where we're kind of starting. And I'll give the audience an example of, of why Sometimes traditions change when you focus on your experiences of today. James, can you define centered set first? Okay, so centered set, uh, wow. So we've gone from the clinical version from a while ago to this. Wherever you stand, you're uh, strictly focused on uh, Jesus Christ and how it is drawing, Jesus is drawing you into him and into following Jesus Christ specifically versus a bounded set. In a bounded set, there is a barrier, there is a line that you cross over into, and you're good. You've done enough good, so now you are in the good crowd. Versus a center set is each and every one of us every day is being called to draw uh, closer to Jesus Christ, to the center every day. So no matter where you stand, there's still a distance you can go. No matter what direction you're in, there's still a distance to go that is centered centered on the principles in the person of Jesus Christ. Is that helpful? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so going back to the example of traditions and traditions change, we were talking about uh, Christmas and how as you go through life, there's things that you experience and traditions that you carried out as a child when your parents were around And then as your parents age, how things start to change, your role within the family change, your responsibilities within the family change. Is that wrong? In church, 
too many times, yes, you can't change the tradition. But in a center set chat, it, in a center set organization, it acknowledges the experiences that we are all going through, such as an aging parent, the death of a parent, is now about to change our tradition. However, are those traditions bad? And do we recognize what our traditions are versus are not? So what are some traditions? What, what, what do you mean by tradition? So some traditions are what day you even have a Sunday morning service. Do you have music? How much music? Is the music too loud? Is it too soft? Is it too mellow? Does the pastor speak too long? Do they speak too short? Me personally, I've, I've went to a, and listened to a pastor. His, his, his sermon was 12 minutes. I was like, where's the rest of it? And now me, mine is about 15 minutes. And so these are traditions. It's our expectations of life and uh, relatingness to our Christian walk. It is what you expect out of a person that you would call Christian. Right? Uh, so an example would be when you go to your house of worship, is it okay for women to wear pants? That would be a tradition. And in a center set church, how much of that do you discard versus you hold on or you ignore? Yeah, and I think about traditions sometimes also in terms of like rhythms. Um, there's, there's different patterns that we use to structure our understanding. Just as there are, you know, if, if you think about the traditions kind of the pattern of, of how we think about life. You have a preschool existence. You're a baby. What are the expectations of you? You have uh, a school existence. You're learning. You're growing. You have a vocational time period where you usually grow, uh, you know, have a family. And then you have a retirement, post-vocational time period. And in each of those, there are different transition points. There's different celebrations there's different mm. momentous occasions mm. there's different things that mark those transitions and and, and those rhythms mm-hmm. um that could be graduation parties that could be in the church baptisms that could be the different holidays we celebrate and you know we think about indigenous cultures Many cultures were more shaped around the four seasons because that was the primary way of thinking about life. You know, the the weather and the cycle of life within it really structured how you thought about what was happening. Most of the festivals we think about in the Bible are around harvest or planting or rain or dry. And so we've replaced some of those more... uh, weather, climate, geophysical markers with our own markers, mm. whether that's Easter, Christmas, um, beginning of the school year, end of the school year, the time when we have baptism, the time when we do the outdoor service, when we, you know, all, all of these different patterns shape parts of how we think of what it means to 
attend a church mm-hmm. or attend this specific church. And I think the danger can be kind of to your point then, it can, we can use that to define what it means to follow Christ, mm. is to enter into these different patterns. And that the way that I've done things, the way that I've understood the transition from one life place to another is not only just a way people happen to do it, but more than that, something that's either ordained by God the right way, mm-hmm. the only way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's more of the bounded set, right, is that we do these things and they're when you do them, you are in. If you don't do them, you are out. And I think that's the most base image of the bounded set. And when I'm thinking of tradition, where we started this conversation before we came online and began talking together was James was talking about there were churches that had church on Sunday, which was Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and um, a few weeks back. And then there were other churches that did not have church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So my brain goes to how many of those churches that did have church on Sunday, how much were were economically driven, Mm. right? You have to have church because if you don't have church, you don't get your tithe, Mm. right? So so to not have it means that people weren't going to be in there, Mm -hmm. you know, but we put it under the guise of tradition, right? Of course you're going to have church on Christmas Day. So there are so many things, like how many traditions are driven because, A, this is the way we've always done it, Mm -hmm. or B, if we don't do it, and there's not an or, there's a lot of one, twos, and threes, Bs, Cs, you know, is B, if we don't do it, are we is it holy? Are we missing God? Is something bad going to happen? Like like what is the culture that are surrounding these traditions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the things I like what you're saying about traditions, uh, it is certain markers of life. Right? So you are so if we put that into a Christian context, you you're a new babe in the faith, right? You're just learning. Whatever, what, independent of age, you're you're walking into this understanding of what is Christianity, right? And, mm-hmm. and there's a marker there, whether that is Sunday school as a child or as an adult or whatever. And then there's Bible study, and then there's oh now you're participating in service. Oh now you have a role as a leadership of an area. These are kind of markers. And we name these positions certain ways, and what I'm, uh, and, and it kind of inadvertently starts to create hierarchy, authority, prestige, and that, and it starts to, it could start turning on itself, right, in a, in an unintended way, versus, no, these are markers. And I, I really like that concept and how that could still, how that fits with a center set organization of are there duplicates or other markers in a center set? And a bounded set is very clear, right? In, in, especially in denominations 
of what those markers are and what it means about that individual. When you take all of those away, what happens? Uh, I, I don't have a, Do you see what I'm... Uh, yeah. The challenges that it creates. Right, right. And from our perspective, balancing, you know, where we've seen unhealthy kind of reliance and trust in the tradition, mm-hmm. you know, our challenge is then not just throwing them out wholesale, you know, not turning away from tradition just because it was associated with an unhealthy um, worship. Mm-hmm. of of the tradition can can you redeem that marker. marker and 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 then take away strip off the the elements that were unhealthy in many contexts so again to kind of put it into something concrete um you know i've been at a church where there was a very very like a rigidly run sunday school where there was a heavy emphasis on attendance and at the end of the school, the Sunday school year, which coincided the regular school year, there would be like an event where you would kind of celebrate how many people had like 50 consecutive weeks or 50 consecutive years mm-hmm, of attendance. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of got weird. Like it, it was like, you know, it's the point of the, it, it felt like the main celebration wasn't, what did we learn? Do we know more about right. God? It was attendance. It was attendance. Attendance became like the glorified piece of mm-hmm. this spiritual discipline. So there was there, you know, there's a celebration. There was a tradition around that Sunday school. Um, but that doesn't mean then that we can't take that Sunday school, um, and even a closing ceremony for Sunday school. Mm-hmm. And strip off like, okay, well, we're not going to think about the attendance piece anymore. You know, we're, we're going to let go of that. But we still see value in, in recognizing the end of, of a period. Mm-hmm. And, and I know one thing that I've really valued in our, in our youth Sunday school is when kids moving from the Sunday school to the youth group get a chance to do a special project where they choose some way to express their faith, mm-hmm. whether that's dance, music, spoken word, drawing, whatever it might be, as a way of culminating their experience in Sunday school by expressing their their faith in that. And so that's, you know, one example of of a tradition I've seen in other places that kind of can become a little weird, a little mm-hmm. wonky. Mm-hmm. And then reframing it mm-hmm. and having the flexibility to think newly about, you know, that that's something we've just started five, six years ago. Yeah. But being able to to kind of peel back the layer of the the kind of the spiritual the over spiritualization of these markers and say, what are we trying to do? And how can we, with the needs we have today, breathe new life yeah. into these markers. Well, I think about our, you know, we still, after we kind of made our statement of inclusion, which included our center set statement, you know, we continued to do communion. We continued to do baptism. We continued, you know, with our traditional Christmas Eve service. So 
it's not that centered set throws everything out. It's that it doesn't say that this is a sacrament to salvation, Mm -hmm. but that we honor it as something that was important in the Bible, which Mm -hmm. was communion. Mm -hmm. And baptism was important in the Bible. But if somebody doesn't, you know, was was sprinkled as a child, we don't condemn them. If somebody doesn't want to be baptized, we don't say you're going to hell. Mm -hmm. We, We recognize that there is a gray here. We recognize that, you know, in our church, this is what we do, but we respect where you hold also because you can see both, mm-hmm. right? We can, you can see both sides. My husband always says, centered set people can be around bounded set, but bounded set people have a hard time being around centered set. And we're just, we just don't hold rigidly to our truths. Yeah. So I have a question for you too in terms of building on this this concept of markers in traditions, right? So in, in a traditional bounded set church, uh, there are various markers that says, now you are attempting to live a better life focused on Jesus, right? There are markers uh, such as, hey, I, a statement of faith in front of the congregation, uh, uh, coming to the altar, being prayed over, things like that. Those are markers. Those are signals that say, I am attempting to live a different life guided by Christ. What markers exist in a center set organization that says, I am trying to really focus and live a better life focused on Jesus in a center set church? What markers exist? Mm. Or are there any you will propose? Well, for me, it's baptism. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. I think another one is in our sermons, there is also always the invitation to live into who Christ says that we are. So it is not that you have to cross this line and follow these rules, but that they're, you know, we all carry the Imago Dei, the image of God within us, and there is an invitation on a daily basis to live into the truth of our true selves and of who Christ sees us to be. So it's not necessarily the—I also think of the blessing service for the seniors as they're— you know, graduating high school. So we have these um, experiences mm-hmm. or these, I don't know, what word did you use? Markers. 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 We have these markers. But for me, it's not just these markers. Like, you know, have we? Ha- all of us have met people who have done the right things, they've been deacons, leaders, whatever in their churches, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. jerks. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're not pleasant people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how many of us have heard people go, and you're a Christian? You know, so for me, it is, it is living into... Centered set is that in every area of our lives, we yearn or are invited to to fix our eyes on Jesus and bring that under that lordship. Mm-hmm. So 
it's a journey of each one of us on a daily basis saying, I'm going to live into the truth of who I am. Yeah. And the, and the truth of the goodness that is within me and the truth of the image of God that dwells within me. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I've, I've been thinking how, how much there's always nuance. Mm-hmm. It, it's just something that's been striking me recently. You, you, kind of on a little tangent, as like a topic, I was thinking about um, people banning books. Mm-hmm. Right in 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 schools, which in general, my my reflex is well, that's stupid, right? That that's just kind of my 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 knee jerk reflex. And I was reading an article, and this one particular book, the author himself was saying, "I don't think this. I didn't write this for elementary or middle school aged people. I I think this really is an adult book. Like mm-hmm. that was my intent and." If it somehow got into these other settings, then that's probably not appropriate. And I just thought, huh, the nuance, there's always a nuance. There's always, always more to the story. Mm-hmm. And so I bring that back to say that I think, to me, I, I want to hold, I'm kind of in a discovery phase okay. about what those markers are. As we have started to... Um, see faith look very differently mm-hmm. walked out by people within our community. Mm-hmm. I kind of look for fruit mm-hmm. per- yeah. personally. Like yeah. is somebody kind of like you're saying, is somebody, have I seen um, life in them? You know? Yeah. And, and you can say, well, what does that mean? Right. I don't know. But when you interact with someone, you can tell like, is, are are they, is life, happening is there love in their life is there energy are they kind yeah right now, are they... so let me let me push a little bit because mm-hmm. I, I agree with all of those mm-hmm. but society seems to want markers right so let's take an example of graduation right throughout the covid years graduation was virtual i happened to graduate in, in during covid and it was crap I wanted the walk down the aisle right? Mm-hmm. and the name announced and get the little fake d- diploma. Right. All it is is a marker. The classes are done, right? So what you are I- I- expressing is you're seeing the fruit out of the person. And that's true. And that's all people are really should be concerned about. But it's something in us as humans that want the marker. We, we, we fiend for it, right? So you have people who will never walk into a church and want a church wedding. Mm-hmm. You have people who the last time you will see them is the time their child is christened. It's a marker. That's all it is. And if um, something within, so even outside of Christian um, uh, environments, even in your career, it is not enough that you're promoted. It is, it is announced. Mm-hmm. You get a different office. You get a certain style of office. You get certain titles. These are mementos that in our Western culture is, in ba- is baked in us. 
So in a center set environment, have we thrown out something that socially we crave? I don't think we have because I think we maintain, like I said, you know, our services. I think we we have, I can't think of one thing that we have thrown out because we turned, became centered set. We still do ordination. Mm-hmm. We still have communion. We still do baptism. We still, of course, do weddings. We still... Membership. Membership, <laughs> right? Have... No, for real. You know, we still do the fifth grade graduation. And as a matter of fact, this year we're bringing it into the service. We still, with the blessing seniors, we still do the blessing service. So I can't think of any service that we have relinquished because we've become centered set. What has shifted, and we never felt this way, but what has shifted is the mindset of the holiness or the, the, yeah, this okay. is that it, none of these work our salvation. They all are, are a part of our salvation and okay. a part of our walk. I mean, can you, either one of you think of anything we've let go of? No, I mean, I, th- I think we, we've shifted a number of things. Like, I think about membership and how at one point that was a much bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Um, According to the altar for prayer, we do it, I think, it, it comes in, in waves, mm-hmm. I think. Right. Um, Even um, kind of the way and the process of leadership nomination and selection. Again, I, I, we, we haven't thrown that out, but it, I think in our specific case, we, we saw some elements of the process we used yes. that could be refined to better reflect our values and, now. Yes, and we changed our uh, bylaws and the language in the bylaws to make them more cohesive with Centered Set. We did mm-hmm. do that as an elder team. So I don't think we threw anything away. And I don't think in Centered Set you're looking to throw anything away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really just a shift in your mindset. Yeah. And I agree with all of those. And I'm trying to think through, you know, just the tension that exists between traditions and markers and then the is it fair to say that those markers are devalued in center set personally i would say i think it's fair to say they're valued differently yeah and to many that might feel like a devaluing Mm. i i would say yes because you are taking away an element, you know, if, if in one context, let's just say as, a, as an example, in one context you're saying this tradition of baptism as, let's say, as a baby, mm-hmm. guarantees your salvation for life. Mm. That holds a different meaning than someone else doing that same baptism that's a, a blessing or, or, or the same ceremony for a baby mm-hmm. that is a blessing that doesn't necessarily have an implication of salvation for life. By, by changing the, the understanding 
around the role these things play within your faith journey, mm. I think by definition, it, it's a different value. And what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm thinking of actually our baby dedication because when we used to do it, we would have the parents come in and kind of almost make them say that they were going to bring their child up under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And if they couldn't say that, we would not dedicate. But now it's more praying blessing over their child, and it's more of a a blessing service than it is. So, yeah, I think in some ways I could see what you just said. You know, our values have shifted, and for some people— that can be a devaluing. That's a really good point. Mm. Not necessarily good or bad, and I know we're coming to the close of of our podcast, but it opens up a different debate, which is in those mementos, we want to acknowledge the growth that has already happened versus maybe in traditions, it is... is assessing and saying you have. It's a means to an end. Yeah. It, it's it's a, an acknowledgement of the community around you, of what you are trying to do or have done. It is not in a, a um, now you have. It is not a you get this and it's a possession that now impacts your faith. Mm. Right? Or is it? With tradition. With traditions, right? That traditions give you a possession. And we're saying, no. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it versus in a center set, there are mementos that acknowledge the journey you're on. Yes. It's not a possession. And I, I love the mm-hmm. example you gave about uh, christening or baptism, because baptism for us is ceremonial. It is not you have now the possession of salvation. Right. It's right. very, very different. And it's just something that we have to acknowledge that we do these mementos. So those of you that may join us in our church, what you see in terms of events may have a different meaning. We acknowledge the memento of your growth in Christ but it's not a possession that we are bestowing upon you. What's interesting to me is it almost sounds like the same thing that we did with the Bible as we made it an idol. Mm. We made it equal to Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if these traditions become an idol. Mm-hmm. They become a law unto themselves. So the, so the traditions become more important than the following of Christ. Correct. Than the core values of love that mm-hmm. is so prevalent. And 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 these traditions become an idol, which is which is what I hear you saying. We possess them. Mm-hmm. Okay, I did this. Now I'm okay. Yep. But in real life, I'm still a very rude person, mm-hmm. and it has not it has not changed me at all. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I think it's been a good conversation, and it also it's a. It highlights the tension between traditions and markers because 
it is something that we as people crave. Mm. We crave markers on, are we on the right path? Yeah. We crave markers on, have we grown? We crave markers on, where has this all been worth it? Has anything changed? But that's all it is. It is not a possession that says, now I am good. And I can now go and do whatever else I, I want to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So thank you all for joining us on this podcast today. We hope that you have, you can take something away from it about traditions versus mementos and markers upon the, the, the journey that you are calling life. Have a great day. We'll see you. Bye. Bye-bye. Staying at the Table is hosted by Dr. Tracy Saletta, Matthew Kistler, and James Beatty and produced by Hear It Sound and Studio. Got a question or a comment or a topic you want discussed? Email us at adminccf at gmail.com. We'd love hearing from you. And don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with new episodes coming out. And if you're feeling kind, leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Find out more about staying at the table at cornerstonewestchester.com. Westchester.com.